Hey everybody, welcome back. In this week's episode, we're in the fourth part of a five-part series that we're calling How to Diagnose and Cure the Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I'm your host, Justin Williams, and I'm the founder of Beacon Growth Consulting. And today we've actually got a special guest telling a story about a time where he and his team solved the fourth dysfunction, which is avoidance of accountability. Now, in the previous episodes, we figured out how to solve the first three dysfunctions, which means we are so close to establishing a firm foundation for your team to grow consistently and repeatably. And that only occurs when you have cured all five dysfunctions. So before we hear from our special guest, let's define and figure out how to spot the avoidance of accountability. So a team struggling with avoidance of accountability is a team that doesn't trust each other to do their part. The team will have individuals that aren't pulling their weight and turning in subpar work. This dysfunction can be spotted in four ways. Number one, lower standards of work. Number two, uneven workloads across the team. Number three, unclear expectations. And number four, tension between the team members. Avoidance of accountability means your team isn't comfortable or willing to call out other team members who aren't performing well enough. And that may require a people change or a process change or both. So I'm so excited to introduce a friend of mine, Eddie Davis from the Sales Funnel Professor. He is going to share a story about a time when he and his team solved an avoidance of accountability problem with some process changes, and eventually some people changes. Eddie, take it away. Justin, thanks so much for inviting me to tell a little story on this topic of avoidance of accountability and how people and process changes can really make a big difference, especially in a smaller company. Early in my technology career, I was an executive in a fintech startup, and we had a team of STRs under sales director and that team was not performing. The outward metrics were not there. It felt like the blame game. Is this the sales director's fault? Did we make a bad hire? Did we make a bunch of bad hires on the SDRs? Is marketing somehow to blame? Are these you know, leads terrible? All the classic finger pointing scenarios and it needed to be straightened out. So I was tasked with figuring out what's going on here and the goal, of course, as with any investor-backed or even bootstrap company, is that the investment in those salaries and variable comp had return and predictable return and over time was getting better and better. So we wanted to see improvement, but first we wanted to just understand what's, what's happening, what, what are the problems, what's going on with this team. So I looked at it this way. The three big goals that would make this really a win were for the SDRs themselves, how could I solve the problem in a way that helped them with career development and variable compensation for them as well, right? So that was the team members themselves. On the C-suite side and investor side, we wanted return on investment. We wanted to understand what was happening. We wanted to see things start trending in a, in a direction and learning and growth and obviously downstream all the revenue that comes from a high-performing sales team. So this is how I approached it. 
I looked at the team and I said, I'm going to divide this team in two. These two teams will be in a monthly sales competition, so they will compete against each other as pods, five against five. So we had, on the top level, healthy competition, two teams battling it out for prizes and going out to, to lunch. And then within those teams, we had collaboration because each individual to win the team prize, the other folks had to pull their weight as well. So that's how we handled that piece. At a more micro level, I started weekly Friday accountability meetings. So what we did is each individual was assigned an area of focus or responsibility and they had to report on that every Friday. And the biggest one was we had a metrics chair. So we had good systems in place, we had a strong CRM, and that metrics person every week would read off the KPIs for each of the 10 players on the team in a very factual way. And the intent there and the outcome there was everybody knew what everybody else was doing from an effort basis, more or less. So once that plan was in place, teams started winning those monthly competitions and getting those rewards. Individuals started making progress or realized this is not a good fit for them. And simply the psychological feedback of being in those meetings every Friday, especially if it really wasn't a right fit for them, they didn't have that hunter mentality, they would come to me and say, you know what, I really get what you're doing. I didn't understand it when I applied for this job, but this isn't the right fit for me. And, and so the result of that was the team overall became much more predictable. The team was actually a, a flywheel of feedback that kept making itself better and better. And so that worked really well. It helped people pretty quickly understand whether the role made sense for them. And we were able to move people into better roles or help them find jobs at other companies if the overall fit wasn't there as well. Um, but that accountability within the team was, was critical from a management perspective uh, to do it in a way where it wasn't going to be a ton of hours on an already hair on fire scenario for all the senior executives at a startup. Man, what a great story from Eddie. Thanks, Eddie, for sharing. So as you heard, how to solve an avoidance of accountability problem, uh, you've got to do a few things. Process changes like documenting and sharing uh, performance expectations for everyone on your team, especially the leader in their role. You want to publish any goals and then track the progress towards those goals. And like Eddie shared, you have to review the progress of your team towards their goals on a regular basis whether that's in monthly meetings or daily meetings or, or weekly meetings. And you also want to reward the team, not the individual. You want to coach the individual, not the team. So if you have all those processes in place and you still have team members avoiding accountability, then a people change might be needed, as Eddie shared in his story. In this week's Truth Challenge, I've got a quick one for you. As a leader or a member of any team, are you walking the walk or just talking the talk? Because leaders and teammates who commit to a goal and then hold each other accountable to well-documented 
performance standards, they're all gonna have this fork in the road. Am I gonna do what I say in front of a group? Or am I just gonna say what I'm gonna do? Thanks for listening and a special thanks to Eddie Davis from the Sales Funnel Professor for sharing his story with us this week. Please come back and tune in next week when we solve the fifth and final dysfunction in attention to results. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.